We are two women who don't know much, but of three things, we are absolutely positive. Number one, we are in our mid-twenties. Number two, we both enjoy reading fanfiction. Number three, we are unconditionally and irrevocably in love with the Twilight Saga! We'll talk all things Twilight. We will read and review Twilight fanfic, and then we'll talk about whatever the fuck we want to. Yay! I'm Katie Platt, and I'm Jenny Walton, and, and we are two stupid lambs. Hi, Jenny. Hi, KP. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's another week of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's been a decent week. My my dog has been drugged out on allergy meds, mm-hmm. and she peed in my room three times while I was on at my therapy Zoom. Wow. So, it's how okay. are you doing, KP? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing well. Like you said, just another day in the Groundhog Day simulation that is 2020. Yes. You know, I just had to have come to really accept the fact that my life is just going to be boring for a while. I said that back in, like, April. Yeah. It's just going to be boring for a while. That was six months ago. Yeah, I'm not doing well with the passage of time. It was six months ago. So... I I try to fill my days purposefully, but uh, they all just run together. And, you know, I'm learning guitar. I got calluses on my fingers, but that's about it. Oh, fun thing happened to me. My fingernail fell off. I broke my finger. About a month ago. Can I see? Yeah. Oh, wow. Listeners, it is off. Yeah, it's off, and she's going to have, like, a bump in my nail. Yeah, oh, I have a bump in my nail. Uh, actually, I think I might. it might have finally grown out. Can you see it? It's so Very. tiny. It used to be a big little divot. Like, did you have this kind of, like, ridge right there? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Your, your broken finger is 100% normal. Okay, Don't good. let anyone tell you different. Um, it's not a paper cut, it's but... It's not a paper cut. No it did friendly hurt. vampire is going to try to kill you. Kill you. Although I had a lot... I had so much dried blood under my nail that, like, it would tempt even Carlisle. Even Carlisle. Even Carlisle would be, would be tempted by all of the blood that was just chilling under my nail. I hope that's put you in a pleasant spot, dear dear listener. Yeah. hope your stomach is really settled. And, and listeners, we just want to take this time and say welcome to our podcast Podcast. called Two Stupid Lambs. We are two grown adult women who grew up with twilight addictions and we have yet to grow out of them. Yes, that's right, listener. We are in our Mm mid-twenties and we continue to be twihards, the twihardiest of hards. One more time, just for the people that can't really hear, once again, We are both in our mid to late 20s. I have a job in corporate America where people have to listen to what I say. I don't have a job, which makes this all the worse. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, we should be doing other things. I should be reading, like, legitimate books, you know? I should be reading Tolstoy, I should be reading Tolstoy. War and Peace. Anything other than Twilight for the hundredth time. time. I honestly don't even know how many times I've read these books. So yeah, that's why we're here. Why the hell are you here? To listen to Just these kidding. beautiful. We we welcome everyone. It, we we don't discriminate. Literally, clearly, because we're <laughs> once again in our mid, mid to late twenties, obsessed with a book, book written for young adults. 
It's okay. It's okay. I, I think we talked about it in the last pod, you know. Did we? We... We accept that as who we are. Anyway, so in our last episode, we kind of talked about Twilight as a whole. Uh, and we're going to have segments on our yeah. pod where we spend the first couple of minutes just talking about different aspects of the Twilight universe, the vast universe that it yeah. is. So today we're going to start with a fresh, new, month-old release. Mm-hmm. That's right, listener. We're talking about Midnight Sun. Edward's perspective of Twilight. I mean, if you haven't been waiting for this for 10 years... Don't call yourself a fan. Why are you on this pod? Why? Why? And if you haven't read it yet, take a look inward and see what the fuck is wrong with you. It's been a month. It's been a month. Everyone should have this committed to memory by now. We're in quarantine, okay? (laughs) If we're not reading Tolstoy, neither are you. (laughs) You should have read Midnight Sun once, if not twice by now. I agree. Jenny, what were your thoughts on the book? Absolutely loved it. I'm so glad because I did Absolutely too. Critics are tearing it. it apart as they normally Fuck do. But critics. It is 700 plus pages of just pure wonder for me. So obviously I read it when it was leaked yes. and Stephanie Meyer wisely put it on her website. We both did, yes. Um, And I remember obsessing over it then it was not half the book but it was a significant chunk and i just remember thinking like when is this going to be released when is this going to be released and then sometime in like may or june i get a text from one of my friends from middle school the girl who i was twilight basically my middle school version of kp okay great anyway i get a text from her and she's like stephanie myers making an announcement what do you think it is i'm like it's obviously midnight sun so you know, dear listener, that I went out in the middle of a pandemic and walked my ass into a real-life Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. and got the hardcover. Not only did I get the hardcover, I got one of the last five copies in that Barnes & Noble. Wow. Yeah, I went to Target and they didn't have it, but I borrowed Jenny's afterwards, so yeah. I definitely appreciate I mean, I'm happy I got released, but like, imagine the midnight party that we could have had. I did, store. I did think about that. I was like, geez, if this book had come out just like 10 years ago, I'd like, be making a fool of myself. I, I would be full on. Wait, can you imagine Twilight release parties, but with alcohol? I, dude. <laughs> it would just, That should be illegal for it's us. It's like how the Jonas Brothers got so excited when their fans could now like get drunk at their concerts. Exactly. It's like everyone's grown up. I can now have Twilight cocktail. I'm not an addict, I swear, but... I think a lot back on high school, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how did I do any of that sober? I look back at my time in high school and through most of college, and I'm like, why the fuck did you take yourself so seriously? I'm like, like, are you also someone who didn't drink? No. Yeah, neither did didn't I. Didn't have my first sip of alcohol till I was like 18, and I took one same. shot at a post-prom party and was like, I'm drunk. I was the exact um, same way. I share that experience. So, Midnight Sun, I think it's being roasted with the critics right now. Yeah. Because... It is lengthy. Yes. And because they're looking at Twilight from a grown adult's perspective when they need to look at it from a 13-year-old girl's perspective or the perspective of some a girl in their mid to late 20s who never outgrew and never outgrew it. Right off the bat, let's just get this out of the way. Twilight are not well-written books. No, they're not. No one reads Twilight because it's great literature. Midnight Sun, I will say, is an improvement on the writing standpoint 
yes, she does repeat metaphors and, like, really hammers home. And is a little bit, like, overdramatic, you know? But that's Edward uh, It's Edward. It's, it's Edward. It made me like Edward so much more. And I was already Team Edward. Mm-hmm. But I, I just getting that insight into his brain. Because, honestly, when I was reading Twilight for the last, you know, 12 years, I was like, he was never going to kill Bella. Mm-hmm. He's never exactly. going to kill Bella. Are you kidding me? Like, why is this little guy... Just like, it's so hard for me to be around you. Like, get over yourself. Nah. He He was going to kill Bella. Up until the meadow. Yeah. He still, like, he kind of knew, but there was always, there seriously was, like, a chance. There still is a glaring pothole for me, though. Okay. I don't understand why. There might have been some explanation in the book, the very long book, but I really don't understand how Alice did not see Bella coming. Oh, I don't know either. Because her excuse for the day was that she was very focused on Jasper because he was very, like, on edge. But this was, like, a major... Maybe it was because Bella didn't make her decision to move to Forks until later. My thing is, I also think that she just stopped paying attention to Edward. Mm Mm-hmm. That could be an explanation. Because she can choose what she wants to see. Yeah. Because Edward, like, tunes out a lot of thoughts, and you can, like, kind of, like, choose where your energy's going. That being said, that was my one plot hole, but I was similar to you. I thought Edward's perspective was very much needed, because mm-hmm. when you're reading it, Bella does has have the tendency to be very dramatic, mm-hmm. but, like, Edward matches her. Edward's dra- dramatics makes more sense. He's so much more mature than Bella yes. is. Because Bella, she's like, I would die for Edward. I'd do so much for him. But it's like, honey, you've met... You've known him, like, four months. Right. You know, you're 17. Mm-hmm. You've never had a boyfriend. You've never been kissed by anyone other than Edward. Like, I can't And neither take... has Edward. And neither has Edward, but Edward has been alive right. for... How long is... 109 yeah. years at that mm-hmm. point? So, like, when Edward says he died for Bella, it's because he's been around the block. But, like, his life was changed. And I can take his dramatics more seriously, whereas Bella... I'm, Kind of like, you're a junior in high school. Right. And then I also just loved the other behind the scenes that we got to see. What I, they do at night? What, the what they Yeah, what night. they do at night. I also loved to see how, you know, after they rescued Bella in Phoenix, they had to literally clean up a oh murder my God, scene. yes. Because in the book, it's just briefly brushed over. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's no damage up behind, no collateral, no evidence. And they had to make it this whole story about why Bella was dismembered yeah. the way that she basically was. And so you got kind of got to see, like, the crime scene that they staged, all the cars they stole. And the way that they, that Stephanie Meyer presented how they cleaned everything up afterwards mm-hmm. was so interesting. Do we tell? No. No. I, it's only a month old, so I, I want to leave that up to them. It, and I think the thing that was most interesting to me, or one of the interesting things to me, is that after Bella is hurt by James and they're in that hospital... Edward makes the decision, like, I will be in her life until it is not good for her. Mm-hmm. And he never explicitly promises that he's going to stay forever. That shocked me. And so the lead up to New Moon makes so much more sense. I agree. Because at the end of Twilight, you're left with this sense of, like, hope and, oh, my God, they're going to be great together. But at the end of Midnight Sun, it's like, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, he's, he says he's going to leave. It just made me like Edward so much more. I agree. And I, I get very testy about this subject. You know what? Look, it's not the ideal relationship, but also no. it's a fantasy world. I, and let's not forget, Edward 
didn't want Bella to become a vampire. Yes. Edward consistently pushed college on her, mm-hmm. staying alive for her. Well, even, okay, so the part that gets me is, like, the controlling aspect and the controlling nature of Edward, which I get it. It is a little controlling, but when you read the book, yeah, listen yeah. to me. Listen to me. I don't want to waste another breath defending my man's Edward Cullen. When you read the books, Edward sneaking into Bella's room every night and watching her sleep is not creepy. I said it. It's less creepy with Midnight Sun now. It's Exactly. When you read the books, it is a little less creepy in Midnight Sun. It it really is. I'm not trying to say that I want my crush to climb in my window and watch me sleep. That no. Is absolutely I, not. I have had a guy literally throw pebbles on my window, and it was one of the scariest moments exactly. of my life. Like, that is... I'm not asking for that, but I think I'm allowed to think it is romantic for Edward in, to watch Bella sleep. And let's... Okay. In the context of the Twilight universe... Exactly. Watching her sleep isn't creepy, and his controlling manner makes sense. Yes. Outside of the Twilight universe, I do not condone stalking, mm-hmm. nor do I condone controlling relationships. We can have both. You know what? It's fantasy. It's fantasy. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. My roommate is reading Midnight Sun now, and she came up to me, and she's like, I don't know if I like this. Like, I know everything that's going to happen. Oh, that's not a real fan, I feel and, like. And, well, first of all, she claimed to be a Twihard. And I was talking to her about how excited I was for the release. And I said, oh, well, you know, when it was leaked online, she goes, yeah, I never read it online. And I was not like, not a Twihard. Not a Twihard. Not a Twihard. Um, we, we, we do not have the same experience, no, ma'am. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I like that I know what's going to happen. It made me want to get Edward's perspective on, on every single book. Everyone. Specifically, Specifically New Moon. Moon! We did not even plan that. We just, I knew that's where you were going. It, that's how in sync we are. I mean, we have hundreds of pages. I want to see him curled up in a cave in South America. I also want to see that. And I also want to see the movie adaptation starring Robert, Robert Pattinson. Of course. Well, that was very enlightening. If I could tell 13-year-old Katie anything, it would just be the wait was worth it you don't know what 2020 will be like exactly and when it comes into your life it's going to come into your life at the most perfect time the best time the time when you're reverting back to your own 13 year old self stephanie meyer she she pulled it out for us i applaud you ma'am she did her civic duty during this pandemic steph Switching gears. Shall we talk about the fic we read this week? Let's talk about the fic that we read this week. Um, per usual, I will do a extremely quick logline synopsis. So this was called Dear Mr. Mason. It was published on fan fiction in 2010, actually. And so it was actually post Breaking Dawn. Post Breaking Dawn. And it was Written by two authors, yes. I believe, but they combined their names to go as Jen Donna. So, error 434, reprimanding an executive. Life-changing or just stupid? Dear Mr. Mason, a story of unauthorized internet usage, culinary delights, and the goings-on at Cullen Incorporated. All human and canon. This time, we're in New York, New York. Ooh. 
Colin Incorporated IT department member, Bella, sends Edward an email informing him that he has spent 90 minutes on company time perusing foodnetwork.com. Edward shoots back an email clarifying that he made up for the time and, oh, by the way, he's the CFO of Colin Incorporated. So, yeah, he can do what he wants. Bella is embarrassed and apologizes, but both have great banter and vivid imaginations, and the first five chapters are just lighthearted email conversations. They don't meet until Bella misses work due to being sick, and a concerned Edward finds her address through HR and goes to check on her. It is not creepy at all. Although Bella is mortified and not even freshly showered, Edward is enamored by her and buys her groceries and cooks her dinner, platonically. (gasps) You see, Edward is next in line to become CEO, and his number one priority has to be work. Bella and Edward form a close friendship, but Bella is frustrated by Edward's lack of move-making. Edward is at odds because he really likes her, but has been working so hard to become CEO. Just when Bella decides to date other people, Edward asks her to be his date at a charity gala, pulling her back in. They have a wonderful night together, but when the CEO, Carlisle, realizes Edward brought Bella to the fundraiser, thereby violating the HR no dating agreement, the mood spoils and Edward is unpleasant to Bella. Knowing her worth, (laughs) Bella leaves Edward in that ballroom without telling him and goes straight home. Once he realizes she's gone, he rushes to her apartment, apologizes, and kisses her. The two have fantastic sex, Mm -hmm. and the next day, Edward promises to talk to her about their relationship after his big meeting with Carlisle. Except, surprise, surprise, he cancels their date not once, but twice for work-related matters. Bella is D-O-N-E done, both with Edward and Cullen Incorporated. She's gotten her dream job of working as a chef for a restaurant and throws herself into her role while moping about Edward. Edward isn't doing any better and finally decides to get her back. He confronts her in the kitchen at her restaurant and says to give him three months to prove himself and provides her with plane tickets to Ireland for Christmas, something they had both previously joked about. Of course, they work it out and have a magnificent sex-filled Christmas holiday in Ireland. There's a bonus chapter that takes place a full year later when Edward is finally CEO and proposes to Bella at the same museum the disastrous charity gala was at. And they lived happily ever after. And that's it. That's it. That's Dear Mr. Mason. That's Dear Mr. Mason. So I love this fic. Mm -hmm. I know I say that about probably every fic I'm going to send you, but I really do like this fic. I wanted to get your attention last week with something that was easy to read and kind of a good introduction and then this week I was like I'm gonna give her more of a kind of sweet fanfic and a little bit more realistic to me it's very this could definitely happen it's very realistic and it was everything I thought that like adulthood was gonna be if I looked through it through like a realistic lens I loved Bella's character because she wasn't such a doormat Mm -hmm. Uh, and I loved Edward's character because that's like the type of guy I'm attracted to. I thought their connection was actually very real. I'm dying to know your thoughts. I thought this was really sweet. I thought, you know, Katherine Heigl would have starred on this rom-com in like 2008. Oh, no, don't disrespect her like that. Don't disrespect this script. Well, like, somebody would have, like, this is a rom-com that I would have seen with my mom and absolutely love. I struggle with it as a Twilight fanfic. Because I don't think the characters are very, like, 
the characters in Twilight. Which is, I actually wrote that down while you were saying the summary. There's characters that I think it works for, and there's characters that I think it doesn't work for. Yes. Let's discuss. Do you feel the same? Maybe. Let me just say, I almost stopped reading it because five chapters of back and forth emails. I knew knew you were going to say that. Was a lot. I literally, I had to like skip to make sure that it wasn't all emails. Um, But once we got to the actual action, again, I really liked it. My biggest thing is that Edward, one of his character traits in this fic is he rambles when he's nervous. Mm -hmm. And I just don't buy that for Edward. Yeah. It's cute and endearing and I love it in the fic, but it's not Edward. Edward's composed. He knows what he's going to say. And in this one... He just kind of like blurts out stuff and is kind of awkward. Another thing that just like really ground my gears is that Bella's a massive baseball fan in this fic. Yeah. I'm like, one of the core traits of Bella is that she doesn't understand sports. And then, I'm sorry, Jasper being stoned. I didn't read it as him being stoned. I read it as him being like dumb. Like Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec. That was actually a change that I did appreciate. I don't mind Jasper playing kind of like the dumb one, but it was excessive in some point. I wish we saw Alice in this fic. She doesn't make an she ap- doesn't make an appearance. At, yeah, that an was, appearance at all. She's alluded to though. Like you know, she, she exists. You know, she exists. But Bella's best friend is Rosalie. Yeah, which that, I get where you're coming from. I think I just have more like leniency. Like I'm willing to overlook some things. You know what is a change though that really rubbed me the wrong way and that I couldn't get behind. What I just can't buy a world where Carlisle is mean. Oh, Carlisle's a dick in this. And I don't. That's one thing I don't like about this fic is that he's kind of like almost the villain. Yeah, he's very mean towards Edward when Bella comes into the picture. He is, like, very disrespectful for, towards his ex-wife. Yes. And is kind of dismissive of Esme in a way. Yes. I also, I'm sorry, I do not like that Jacob was just this Awful. bad, <laughs> smell like, ba- mouth breeder with wet dog scent and smells horrific and it's just a slob. I don't mind if Jacob is relegated to, like, a side character. Like, I don't need that kind of um, love triangle for everything. But I do need Jacob to not be so ridiculed, I guess. Like, have her, have him be a friend mm-hmm. and not a creepy dude who tried to get Bella to go out with him and then got really mean towards her when mm-hmm. she said no. But did you like it? I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was really cute, really sweet. I don't think it was as close to the original as it could have been okay i Uh, guess i will accept that so if canon how close did it follow not very close yeah it's like bell and edward still end up together but that's about it that honestly that is about it the the character traits of everybody is bella annoying i actually really liked bella in this one i love bella because she there were so many moments with her where i looked up to her and I was like oh like specifically the part at the gala when Edward snaps at her and she immediately looks him in the eye and she says I don't know who you think you are but you don't get to talk to me like that I wish I honestly wish I had read this fic a few months ago because I had someone tell me that work was his priority and I was like oh yeah I totally get that and then things 
didn't work out. And I was like, fuck. I should have had more of a Bella's response. Like, no, I deserve more. She was very aware of that fact. Yeah. And I... I loved that about her. Yeah. And she also, she seemed sad, but she didn't make it her personality. No, when she and Edward, like, didn't work out, she threw herself into her work in the kitchen. And she's a very successful chef. Mm -hmm. And I just admired that she had goals and ambitions. And I also really liked that she wanted to be a chef. So I really liked Bella. Do you think... This could be standalone, like Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it could be kind of like last week's. I think this one would be a cute rom com, mm-hmm. or not even a rom com, because I feel like this has been hammered out so many times before. But it was just a nice slice of life to me. Like these yeah. two people aren't inherently interesting people. Like their situation isn't that outstanding. Like oh wow, you have a non fraternation policy at yeah. work. Could it become its own thing? Mm, probably not. But it was good. Sparkle meter. How hot is Edward in this? If I could build my dream man, mm-hmm. this is him. Really? He, yeah. He is successful. Mm-hmm. He's smart, but he doesn't steal my thunder. Mm-hmm. He can carry his weight in conversation, and he's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. He's very caring. The rambling, like I said, I think it humanizes him. I'm like, thank God he's not perfect. Yeah. But if, if perfection wants to show up at my door, so be it. So um, let it happen. So be it. But I really like Edward. What about you? I liked him. I think he comes off more as, like, a Jacob in this one. Interesting. In his manner. Like, he's a little bit more easygoing, quick to crack a joke. I personally missed his kind of aloofness. And I'm not going to say arrogance, but some sort of asshole quality to him. Okay. But that's just because I like assholes. Yeah. We're allowed to have differing opinions. Yeah. That's part of this pod. It's part to of discuss, this pod. To discuss those things. Which I think is interesting because last week you kind of had the hard-hitting opinions, but I think this week I'm having the hard-hitting opinions. Yeah, I do. It's I, back and forth, baby. I, it goes back and forth, you know? We're two for two. Two for two. We'll two stupid-ass lambs. Two stupid lambs. Stupid. So what was your steam meter? Was it hot, 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 hot? There wasn't a lot of sex scenes. There wasn't. But but those, that the ones that were in there were great. Great. They were better than last week. I agree. And I, if I'm going to read a sex scene, I want it to be like this. I want it to be. It was the perfect amount of information and the amount of information yeah. needed. Yeah. And not superfluous and not gross. It wasn't gross. It wasn't unnecessary. That's That was our fic of the week. Fic of the week. Overall, highly enjoyed. I'm curious to see what ne- next week holds. You stay curious. Stay honey. curious. Stay curious. With Jonathan Venice. Podcast plug. Pod plug. In this week's, you know, Twilight of the Week or in this week's some s- segment. Segment. We're approaching a what should be considered a national holiday, but yes. our politicians continually deny us the things that if, if humanity there's needs. Anything wrong in politics right now, in the year our Lord 2020. It is not making September 13th. Bella Swan's birthday, a national holiday. Yep. Just kidding. There are so many other pressing issues right now. But for the sake of the podcast today, uh, we are celebrating our own Bella Swan, girl. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. September 13th, that famously makes Bella a Virgo. Yes. Which I don't know if that fits for me. I don't know enough about astrology. Virgos are very, like, they're the ones that are going to have their planners filled out, like, for Mm -hmm. the entire year. They're very, like, controlling and, like, things have to be done this way. 
it's so funny because I... I'm also not an expert on this, so, like, please, no one absolutely take what, what we're saying We're is. not professional astrologists. I literally follow a couple of Instagram accounts and <laughs> have read an article or two. My opinion is not I had valid. a co-star downloaded for, like, a hot minute. I don't think she's got everything written in her planner. I think yeah. Bella... I she's mean, responsible. She's but, responsible, but she's not... I don't think she's a type A personality. Yeah, no. I think she, she's very quiet. And she's very... quiet, but it's never like, I need to get my homework done. I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to Edward, whose birthday is June 20th, which makes him a Gemini. No. And as a Gemini myself, I say, welcome, honey. But... It is a truth universally acknowledged that Gemini men are trash. The worst. The worst of the worst. I have never experienced a Gemini man. Like, have you? I have not, actually. I'm so sorry to the ladies who have. Yeah, our condolences, truly. But today we figured, you know, everyone's always asking, should Edward and Bella really be together? Mm -hmm. They're kind of toxic together. Well, on today's episode, we're consulting the stars. And we're going to give you Edward and Bella's compatibility via a birth chart. Is this really meant to be? Has this truly been written in the stars? Has it been written in the stars as Stephanie Meyer's probably written in her books 20 million times? Who knows? Who knows? We're about to find out. So keep in mind, Edward is a Gemini, Bella is a Virgo. Unfortunately, this information will not be 100% accurate, mainly because it is astrology and also because we don't have their other signs. We don't have their rising or their moon. No. So but we do know the cities they were born in, but we don't know the times exactly. in which they were born. Okay. Gemini and Virgo are both ruled by Mercury, not a very sexual planet at first glance. Sounds familiar? Mm -hmm. However, this affects them in different ways, for Gemini is a masculine sign, always ready to explore, while Virgo is a feminine sign, shy and sensitive. Okay. Interesting. Their sexual relationship is hardly promising, but they both have the need to communicate. Mm -hmm. If they find a language they both understand, they might agree on the way their sexual life is to progress. However, there is a big chance that endless discussions will not lead to their mutual understanding, leaving them distant and not interested to share any sexual experiences. That reminds me of a time when Bella was begging Edward. Oh, literally begging. Begging. For sex. And he basically blackmails her into marrying him. Basically. but then, It's a trap, ladies. And then once they do have sex, he's like, oh, we can never have sex again. And she's like, no, we can. And again, no communication. No communication. They, they desperately need it. one another. Want to know their compatibility percentage? Drum roll, please. Five percent. Stephanie Meyer, Ooh. this is a glaring plot hole. plot hole. It shows that you did not do enough research because this was not or, written in the stars. Or does it just add to the fact that it's and Bella have surmounted all odds? Ooh, they yeah. have climbed the mountain. I was thinking that maybe we could read how our own signs okay. will match can, up with will match up with Edward's you know, Gemini. I love. Famously, KP is a Gemini. Gemini. But what you might not know is that this twin signer 
has a twin. It's true. I am a twin. So she's a true Gemini. It makes me wonder, though, is my twin my alter ego, or do I myself have an alter ego inside me? I think you have an alter ego inside you. Okay, good. I like to hear that. Yeah. Um, Because Courtney could be considered my alter ego because we're so different. And yes, Courtney, I will bleep your name out if you're so (laughs) embarrassed to be mentioned on a Twilight fanfic podcast sign so we've got two gemini's i'm a gemini yes so how do you and edward compare so as okay as astrology zodiac signs.com says for gemini and gemini when we think of two gemini in a sexual relationship it is okay if we laugh a little okay oh i hate this the image that comes to mind could easily be the image of two people with split personalities trying to have sex by banging their heads together and talking at the same time Okay. Okay. Yeah. Although they will most certainly have an abundance of information on sexual activity, only after they have had some experience can they become great lovers. I don't like this. It sounds like a really good first or second boyfriend. Like you'll teach each other a lot, but it's not really, it's not a forever thing. And something that I feel like as a Gemini, and I don't want to speak for all Geminis out there, but I've kind of realized that we're very flavor of the month we get so excited over something and then it kind of loses its luster over time got it so I feel like we it would be really hot and really great at first but then kind of we might you know burn out maybe I don't know we do strangely have 80% compatibility in sexual and intimacy okay compatibility the leading research on this topic, a.k.a. astrology-zodiac-science.com, mm-hmm. says that overall, two Geminis, me and Edward Cullen, 83% compatible. That's not bad. It's not bad. What about you? Obviously, I want the sexual one first. Ginny is an Aquarius. I am an Aquarius. I don't know much about astrology. Do you really identify with your sign? Like, do you look at it and you're like, yeah. I definitely me. am happy I'm an Aquarius, and I feel like... It's definitely one of, like, the better signs to be I feel I, like I think so I think there's that much negative stigma attached I don't I you know speaking as a Gemini like <laughs> the most universally hated sign yeah no I like being an Aquarius I really I love my birthday February 16th I think it's such a pretty day let's see what the stars have it in you for you and uh Edward Cullen okay Gemini and Aquarius could probably have sex by simple verbal s- stimulation. Oh my god, I'm already jealous, but okay, go on. They don't need to get naked to have a sexual experience, although they will want to be naked all the time to set themselves free Wait. from all the human restrictions represented through clothes. Okay, fine, I will leave the room and let you and Edward Cullen go at it. They will get lost on their way to somewhere and have sex there. Or, have, or somewhere else. But who cares when they are in search for kindred spirits and want to have a good time while out at while at it? Fuck off, Jennifer Walton. And then overall, but wait, what's your what's your sexual what's your sexual oh, percentage? Our sexual percentage is eighty five percent. Okay, solid. Um, our communications and intellect, ninety nine percent. Wow, that's a beautiful relationship, especially right there. with Edward. Gemini needs a partner who doesn't bore them or make them feel inhibited. <laughs> RT. When you look at things this way, you could say there is no better match for them than the fabulous Aquarius. Oh my god. Overall, 85% match. That's So basically, Edward and I will go on a date. I'll get some mushroom ravioli. We're going to start chatting. And then we're going to get so hot just by our verbal verbal stimulation stimulation that we'll go to the bathroom and fuck. 
And then on our drive home, we're going to talk more. <laughs> and instead of wrapping around the car like a pretzel around a tree, he's going to pull over. We're going to go behind that tree. We're going <laughs> to fuck some more. You're going to be so turned on by Edward's like his language tongue, from the 1900s. It, like his tongue is going to speak sweet nothing. Oh and my then God. Sweet everything. Jenny, like, now I'm just mad at you. Get me a Gemini. Why am I so obsessed yeah. with non-Gemini? I think the takeaway from this isn't that you and Edward Cullen would smash so hard and it would be great. I think the takeaway is we need to find you a Gemini. I, we need to find me a Gemini. Gentlemen, if you are between the ages of... I'll Gemini men, like, are kind of the worst, though. But Katie, my type is the worst. Yeah, that's... Okay, you know what? Fine. Like, gentlemen, if your name is Edward and or you are the worst, like... <laughs> You've probably been in a fraternity. You probably think a little too highly of yourself. You're so preppy. I'm so preppy. I but do you know why? It's because because you're from preppy Massachusetts. I'm from preppy Massachusetts, and I never had a boyfriend or got any male attention in high school. So now I'm constantly seeking that validation from the high school jocks that didn't give you attention. Yes, Aww. is it an issue? But of course. I'm happy for you, but now I really want to find my soulmate in this quest. So I'm going to abandon my idea of my soulmate being Edward Cullen. I'm going to move on to the idea of maybe being Robert Pattinson soulmate. Okay. Um, so I just so Robert Pattinson is a Taurus. Okay. Uh, his birthday is April. Uh, no, it's May 13th. His birthday is May 13th. Kristen Stewart's is April 9th. <laughs> so I'm going to look up uh, how... Me, as a Gemini, and Rob, as a Taurus, would be compatible. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mine's bad, too. I just looked mine up. Taurus and Gemini. Taurus is a sensual earth sign with a deep need for physical touch and the joy of all senses of the body. Gemini needs intellectual stimulation and doesn't care that much about spending time in someone's arms. Their sex life could become the source of most of their problems as soon as Gemini gets bored or Taurus annoyed by the lack of emotional essence. Our sexual compatibility is 5%. That's worse than mine. I thought mine was bad. Me and Robert Pattinson. Me as an Aquarius, Rob as a Taurus. The slow, tender, and smooth nature of Taurus will be ridiculously annoyed by the changeable and unusual nature of Aquarius. In most cases, they are not even attracted to each other and think of each other as boring or crazy depending on the situation. However, they could really help each other blossom if they opened up for the possibility of unusual sexual encounters. So what's your percentage? 15% sexually. Overall, Taurus and Aquarius are people from two different worlds. Still, there is a strange similarity and connection between their rulers. Overall compatibility, 11%. Wow! Okay, well, I beat you in that department. Okay. My overall compatibility is 23%. Okay. So, it just doesn't look good. So, basically, I'm going to be having way better sex with these people. Yeah. And you're just kind of screwed. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It's fine. Um, I I shouldn't have gone looking for trouble, honestly. I should have just but been what it, with But now Edward. I'm wondering, what is your best, what is your most compatible sign? The most compatible signs with Gemini are generally considered to be Aries, Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. Oh! Aquarius's most compatible signs are fellow air signs. Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, and Sagittarius. Okay. okay. Alright. Well, I'll just keep on looking for my little Aries man or whatever. I I'm looking for a Gemini, yeah, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Jenny needs a Gemini. Hashtag Jenny needs a Gemini. Hashtag Gemini. Jenny. I'm straight up gonna go look for a Gemini on, on Hinge. Yeah.
Have fun. Thank you. Okay, so listener, this is our second episode of Two Stupid Lambs. Lambs. Are we embarrassing ourselves? Yes. Yes. Do we care? No. no. Because we're in a pandemic and nothing matters. Shockingly not planned. We that literally we've like have really been on the same wavelength this pod. I love it and I also hate it so much. Okay, well that's it for us, everyone. See you later. See you next time. What See, should our sign off be? It should something be like. Remember how in, in New Moon she, it was like, Bella, where the hell have you been, been Loka? <laughs> and it should be something like. Should it be like that? See, bye, see. Loka. Bye, Loka. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, ready? One, One two, two, three. Bye, bye Loka. Loka.